our community server thing totally gives Davis, me archives, I, th- I thought i thought we were in agreement that's dark's overlord sims castle over there and sucking all the water up he's oh, stealing right. the water <laughs> hashtag dark beacon got it yeah oh my gosh the fact that you all are saying this and simultaneously you got someone like narrower in chat saying this is some more den of sin and loot storage you forgot the TM at the end, bro. He did uh, trademark that shit. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Credit, baby. Better. Life was thriving on Vera. The Pathfinder and his fellow companions all wondered how it was that life could have thrived for thousands of years after all that had occurred during the apocalypse. There was a rhythm of creation, and it could be seen in all of nature as they continued steadily forward together. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders. Your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Simorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back your Ashen Herald, Daedalus. Hey, everybody. Also, welcome back. The only cozy yet murder bunny in a game, Faisal. Greetings. <laughs> yes, he's got he's got a new blankie today, everybody. Right. Excuse me. It's called swag. Swag. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're not calling it a comfy blankie anymore, Faisal. Is that a, is that murder bunny things I hear? Sounds like uh, yeah. murder no, bunny no, mischief no. to it's, me. It's comfy as always. It's just swaggier. Swaggier. I so, got my So swag. you're saying it's murder bunny swag is oh. what you're saying. Yep, yep. I like, See, we can't go with chic, yeah. it's swag. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Friends. Welcome back to another show. Like before we dig in, we've got to give a shout out as always to the home of this podcast over at where? AshesHQ.com, the community created website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also a shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community, the Flames bolstering greater week after week, friends. And speaking of bolstering greater week after week you know we've had people helping contribute over it's a community created website after all ashes hq right and um while i chip away at stuff and things and try to get more pages added more information tied together daedalus is dropping regular articles talking about stuff and things and ashes um we got skylark the botanist who is helping to curate the developer live stream points speaking of which if you didn't know that, yes, indeed, friends, we have a whole bunch of articles. Some are uh, the ones that are curated by Daedalus. Some are curated by uh, community members. And the newest one is up covering the most recent developer live stream, which we're going to talk about today. And I got to say, if you want to follow along, there's a link. Dropped it in chat. It's right there for you. We added four pages this week. We got Enchanting Fishing. 
Um, we've got the mentorship page. And uh, what was the other one? It's hard for me to remember because let's be real. I've worked a lot the past few days. Um, actually, I can tell you it's over. On, it's it's on the it's on our our Discord, right? So if you go over there, there's an Ashes HQ tab, and um, we did fishing, mentorship, enchanting, and treasure hunting, which was something we talked about last week. And we've got two more coming up that I have to finish chipping away at Mariner classes and the essence. We'll start getting into some of the lore oriented pages, getting those knocked out, getting them up there. Shout out to Alfina, who's also been helping to gather information for the HQ so I can put those pages together. Alfina and Skylark are now also up there listed as people on the HQ as part of the team to help keep that thing rolling and, you know, essentially giving you all the stuff and things you all hope to see over there. So I hope you enjoy it and show them some love if you see them around. Um all right, we've got a lot to talk about here. We did get our game guide out, right? Um, which is uh, the most recent ones over guilds. It's up on Ashes HQ, both the YouTube and on the website, the associated page. Um, Alpha One VODs are rolling, but I didn't get, I've been doing it every two days and today's didn't come out because I had some stuff, I something was iffy with it. So it'll be up tomorrow along with this VOD going on YouTube. But we do this live on Twitch, so... If you're ever wondering by watching it on YouTube and kind of going, I feel like I'm missing something here. You know, you are. It's literally the chat that happens on Twitch. You can't get to see it. I don't include it because I like a nice, pretty presentation here for the video, for the VOD. But I encourage you all to join us live every Sunday, 5 p.m. Central. Um, and there we go. Let's catch up a little bit, gentlemen. I know, like, obviously, right? <clears throat> We've got a lot to talk about. Um, and there's no better way to say this than I was pretty surprised by one of the things that were shown. I I genuinely talked to people about this both on my live streams and in the podcast here. Not thinking we would see what we're going to talk about seeing until the end of the year. In any form, I just didn't expect to see it. This is one of the situations where I did not expect to see it. What's that? What was that? What is it? I guess you'll have to wait and find out in a little bit. But why don't we just get why don't we just jump into it, gentlemen? Someone's gonna mention what it is. It's Tolnar! It's Tolnars! <laughs> it's freaking Tolnars, man. Uh, you know how we, we make up terms on this show sometimes and sometimes on AFM? Sure. I feel like there's there's a new term that needs to come out after this last live stream. What was that? I'm going to call it the sandal drop. And it's yeah. also a synonym for what's going to happen to Sim when oh, he logs into the game for the first time. Because Steven's going to return the favor about this whole ninja looting scenario. But that is neither here nor there. Hold on. Did you write that this weekend specifically? No, I, I literally thought Are of it in the moment. Wow, that and, is really good for in the moment. I got to say, that was really good. Also, yeah. this is bullshit. Divine inspiration has come down. <laughs> I was like, that's so, so that good. I can honor the Dark Overlord with, you know, yet another Lies and slander. It's a false narrative painted but against no, seriously, me. Seriously, though, this, this was a sandal drop stream, and I definitely want that to be like a new hashtag <laughs> that we're going to coin here because... The Tolnar thing, I was like, no. I mean, I'm literally watching the stream. I'm like, yeah. no, it's not going to happen. They're just messing with us. 
it's going to be the whole i mean i was even like channeling pacha that moment said you're teasing me bro there's no way this is gonna happen and then it happened and then you're like i just i honestly i tonar wasn't even on my radar as a character like option i was like yeah maybe i'll have one wow great stuff i know we'll get into it later but it was it was definitely like one of those moments where you know you you just got even more hyped and excited about what's going to happen and the level of quality that they have because that changed significantly from those silhouettes we saw uh yeah that's like not even remotely reflective of those silhouettes and they kept teasing like what they would what you can do with the morphing and all the like features we saw the character creator and it's like and it's like this is this is just a limited set of options because you know you can only fit so much on a screenshot it's fantastic yeah it was it was definitely unexpected it was like one of those things like i i missed the stream live and everybody was saying we're not going to spoil it but you're gonna you're gonna be excited about this i'm like yeah okay you know desert biome it's gonna look cool i know it's gonna be of good quality Tonar, i did not expect at all yeah. i just like i was mm. i was doing my work on the side and everything like watching the mm. stream and like i'm like cool okay we're getting there then he dropped down Tolnar, and i was like what? okay cool and i was continuing my wait wait a minute <laughs> that whole reaction just like it killed me like i did not know how to react i just didn't expect him to drop Tolnar at all no i i thought when he said it like i was like oh he's really like are you teasing me bro channeling Tol, <laughs> channeling pasha on the Tolnar, right and I was like, there's no way, dude. There's no way they've even I was like, I don't even think. Uh, and then and then of course he put it all on Margaret, right? Which I was like, lol, because that's pretty funny. Is it gonna be on you whether this happens or not? We're literally yeah. showing the desert biome footage now. We're gonna roll into other stuff. I mean, how gorgeous. Faisal. Yes. How how'd you like it, my friend? I I love it. You feel like it really I, delivered on like a sense of like authenticity? It did. And I wow. like at least generally from my part, it, like Sand I dunes. would give it until now, I'll give it a 7.5 because I genuinely like have a lot of expectations from them. Mm-hmm. Not not from from the sense of what they've already done. What they've already done is amazing. Yeah. But I I want to see how the seasons will play in and in, in the desert biome. Um, and I also want to add one thing is, is mountains. If you're able to put some mountains in the desert biome, like, because that's where most of the farming happens, like most of the fruits and stuff. So if you add that and to, to that as well, that, that would be like a hundred percent authenticity. Fucking amazing. <laughs> When I saw the hippos, I was like, ooh, are they going to like, because I was like, is this kind of like what we might expect if we get to see that in a desert biome? Because that would be cool. Even like here where you got the snail rolling, it's like you kind of feel like they could easily like go that direction. But dude, the sand dunes, man, I was like, that looks so nice. I don't think I've ever like, played imagine- a game where they look like that. That was like they were they were big, like they were grand. Yeah, and, epic. and that's how and that's how they should be. By the agreed. way, agreed, agreed. And and like I could imagine just like weather mayhem happening, like sandstorms and all those things. And like 
I can't wait for this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even a fan of like desert biomes, but like even I'm watching this going, homie. What? Yeah. Also, that 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 thing that was shooting light up that we're seeing repeatedly here. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, we've got we we're gonna be doing some theory crafting from a lore perspective on this show today, too. So don't think this is all discussion on just Tolnar and and like desert biome and like the tech video that we got right on what they call landform which i think it's going to be their landform tool which i believe that that's the thing they're going to be calling it um so i was i was i agree i was like eh, eh, i don't know about like about the desert biome you know what i mean i don't know but i saw this and i was like those sand dunes are it felt like Dune or something, you know what I'm saying? Like Dune level of epic sand dunes. I was like, oh man, that's that's pretty. Even I, who am like anti desert biome stuff, am going. That's that's pretty. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty sick. You're goddamn right, you are. This is how it should be. <laughs> yeah. If I ever need to exfoliate, I'm just gonna go visit Faisal out in the desert biome somewhere. Probably be like, you got some, got got some, got some exfoliant in your uh, murder bunny bag. Come here, Habibi. I'll take care of you. Just <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's so good. I'm gonna tell my brothers about this because this they're gonna love this. It's so good. Um, yo, I'm gonna go too far, right? Like we are, um, we got a lot to talk about here today. You looking for a guild for ashes, right? You like this community? You dig the show? Knights of the Phoenix, we are recruiting. Slide into our Discord community to find out more. Speaking of finding out more, um, I'd like to find out more about that tease around that statue that we saw. Right? This right here, this moment right here that I just saw, this right here, this is what hit me. I'm going to pause it and let everybody see it. That, that shot was one of the most epic shots that I had seen. I saw that and I was like, homie, the the distance. Oh, hello. Oh, I mean, this hits on that idea of just massive, epic, large, monumental. This is what I hoped for. Like this kind of, this kind of grand, perspective from from like being up in the sky or something so it's just it is gorgeous again i don't even like the desert i'm going homie that's i just want to go see that i want to see that um but we've got a lot to talk about because the tonal reveal we got revamps on the your high elves essentially the imperian elves which we're looking freaking fantastic and we're show some character models why don't we just in no particular order, why don't we just we got the landform tool? We'll throw that up a little bit later here. I'm gonna throw up these these concepts right now. F it. I'm gonna do. Let's look at the race stuff. Let's just look at the race stuff. We we got the Renkai revamp. Seeing criticisms both ways on this. We got the Empyrean Elf, which you're gonna see, and we got the Dadgum Tolnar, which I'm gonna pause on in a moment. How about we just get there now? Okay, yeah, we're gonna get there now. Can we just talk about this? <laughs> we we gotta get to the Tolnar and talk about it first. I feel like I don't know if there's any way around this. You know what would be a really great snapshot to share as we we dig into talking about this? Just so happens to be over on the Ashes HQ page. 
little bit lower, perhaps. perhaps. Does that sound? Y'all want to? You want to hear about the description of the Tolnar? We got a pretty nice one. Okay, here you go. Story time with Sim. Get your blankies handy. Sit back and enjoy. The Tolnar were left behind during the exodus from Vera. And it was very hard to exist for the first several hundred years. There were a number of minor and major races that all sought refuge within the Underrealm. With that, there comes different species influencing the race of Tolnar itself. An intrepid wants to dial up or down those influences as they see fit between the humanoid, the simian, the mammalian, the reptilian influences. And as you dial those things up, your base body, if it exceeds a certain percentage threshold, will assume the form and stance of one of the three primaries. There you go. There they are on the screen. The three primaries. And that's what we're going to be like bouncing around on in a second. But first, let me continue. Okay. What was displayed was the three influences. You can be 100% in one, and you will be very similar to what was shown right here in the concept. Or you can mix and match, and you can blend between these different influences. Yeah, feel free to go wherever you like with that. Gentlemen, chat, Pathfinders and both. Feel free. Thoughts? I'm going to go on record to say the wolf-influenced one is my favorite. This is what I hoped and did not realize the Worgen would look like in that Blizzard game. I love that. It's 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 so detailed. It's so like the eyes. This like it just it really captured the essence of what I think like a werewolf should be, and just the fact like I they kept talking about the character creator and how you could dial up and down the influences, and I was just getting so happy because had we not had the frame of reference of actually seeing the character creator and seeing the subtlety and the and the level of control you have with that i wouldn't have been as, as excited but seeing like what the baseline is for each of these and knowing that information it has made me super excited about the tolnar um and actually i really like the like the more reptilian influences too honestly they all look good in my opinion but my favorite one is definitely like the the wolf influenced tolnar I just like go on, Faisal, please. Yes, continue. What do you have in store for me, Sim? Not a thing, my friend. Not a thing. You didn't notice it, and that's okay. just fine. No data list. Let him talk. It's his turn. <laughs> we don't need your propaganda or your like lies and slander already. I there's nothing to see here. Please, Faisal. It's important to me to know what you have to share. Just want to know. Like, Tell me. I I like enjoy how these came out. Yeah. Um. You want me to go to a specific route? I am falling for it. So. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you can turn off the lights as much as you want. <laughs> I am falling for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> nobody here it's like the moment i change the light color it's like just because it's not red doesn't mean it's different i'm like but it's all wrong to begin with anyway please 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 don't let me distract you okay i just you know it's important please friends okay. please okay cool okay so i i like the one on the left the most okay um it does represent like a very uh gorilla feel to or like gorilla characteristic characteristics um, um and and i do agree with Daedalus. like the one in the center does give a werewolf feel um like it's it does represent that a lot i don't know about the horns if that's werewolf or not, I'm mm. I'm kind of confused by that. But like, if, but yeah, that's yeah. pretty much to like. I don't have a lot of feedback with this. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like, like I still have to see the rest of the body. <laughs> true story, man. I mean, the the yeah. far right ones like Draconic is all get out. I mean, that's like gnarly. Mm -hmm. I'm not like yeah. a lizard people fan. Even I'm like, you know, I, I mean, it's dragon like yo, that's crazy is it is it because you like voldemort that much sim come on sim <laughs> feeling proud of yourself right now are you Faisal? yes okay i feel like that that was like a, an alley you like yeah. I, I put it up there and then you know our murder bunny just like posted it down you know what I'm saying? our murder bunny isn't that funny how in this in the same discussion we talk about how dark and ominous I am, but our precious murder bunny, the innocent. Like, it's unbelievable. It really is. The middle one, you know what the middle one? Kind of, I saw people say lion-like, like, you know, canine. So I saw canine feline orientation. And then I okay. see it, and I also kind of get like a satire sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Vibe. So it's kind of like in that domain to me. You remember, I always was like, if we get Tolnar, I really hope there's an option to go kind of like wolf or sort of cat-like in a beast sort of form, where you get that that almost wearable vibe somehow. Um, the far left one, it, it does look like gorilla almost, but it also kind of reminds me of like Minotaur a little bit too, with the way the horns are oriented. And then the right one, obviously, is like, hi, I'm a dragon. Want to want to play in the fire like okay no i'm not playing reptiles ever but obviously it's pretty cool looking um i wouldn't play it because this you know what i mean slithering and stuff it doesn't work these are all cool though i mean they're really they are they're really cool now with the initial silhouettes we got i agree 100 percent. what i mean i hope for something this bold and this like different I did not know if we would. Also, this really drops a hammer on like all the people hating on Tolnar because they figured furries, right? Doesn't really doesn't fit the archetype, does it? Not really. I agree with I mean, Faisal though. You gotta see, you gotta see the I there's two things I wanna see. I wanna see the stances yes. and I wanna see the bodies. Absolutely. That's where I feel like it may go. Like I don't say it may, it has the potential to go awry. Right, where True. you yeah. could get something honestly like Space Goats Ooh. from that Blizzard game. That kind of I'm <laughs> like I wasn't really a fan. Oh my god, of that 
I mean, I liked I liked like you hated the drain eye, didn't you? I actually didn't okay. mind the drain eye from the neck up, like from <laughs> the neck down. Did he did just not from the neck up? This part's good. I don't want to see the other ninety five percent of you. No, no, it was up here's good. So it's more like you know seventy five twenty five. You know okay. What I just I wasn't a fan of the hooves, man. I just wasn't that whole like you know. Yeah. Half goat just didn't work for me. I mean, I played one. Don't get me wrong, but still, it's like I. And and plus, again, the level that I think you're going to be able to tune this, I could totally see like a cross breed between the canine and the reptilian, (laughs) looking more like cat-like. If you wanted to go that route, Um, I mean, I just honestly, I can't wait to see this in the character creator. It's like it's. It's pretty fantastic. I like how me looks I mean, in the chat's like, stop it. You know this isn't gonna look like wow. <laughs> I'm still waiting I for know, the but you know me. I they need every op- opportunity to, you know, dig into my claws in the blizzard. Tolnar I'm, I'm still I'm still waiting for the crab Tolnar. The crab yeah, Tolnar. I'm yes. I'm just like really curious how the combinations are gonna work out. Like, that's what I'm really curious about. Like, what, like, how, like, how far can it go? And I mean, I saw some people chat saying this as well. Like, you know, see the female version. That's going to be interesting to see that. That's, that's going to be very, I'm very curious about, about that because I'm, I'm, I'm wondering like how, how drastically there might be variations between the male and female. I certainly think this is, I don't know. I feel like the Tolnar are probably going to have like a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. In terms of like how drastic the different combinations of, of like going through the sliders is going to work compared to like any of the other races, but I think that's probably going to be understandable because they literally are I mean, beast like. They still like Tolnar wasn't always just about beasts, it's no. also about other arachnids and uh, bugs mm-hmm. in general well, as well. Yeah. So. Before the silhouettes looked like Slayborn or something, they kind of almost seemed like we were going to get. Yeah. You know, so this is like they were like, actually, that's not going to be a case. And we're going, OK, so what are we going to get then? And this is like not didn't, in that area, really. Didn't one of them have like the scorpion tail of some I'm sort? I'm pretty sure, man. I'm pretty yeah, sure there, I remember there were that. definitely some tails happening. And, and like and like pincers or something going on, too. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Like they had either like the, the legs kind of coming around or it was like the, the arachnid sort of features mm-hmm. that were in there, too. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting. I even saw some people in chat talking about like maybe it would be cool to see that. So it is it is curious like what what this is going to end up coming out to be. But I'm shocked. I did not expect this. And I went and posted on the Ashes, uh, not Ashes HQ, but the Ashes of Creation forums for like the first time in however long it's been since I've ever been on there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I'm like looking over this right and. There was a lot of feedback from people. I mean, people went in and did some Photoshop stuff, which was pretty funny. Um, I, had, I had some people that were on there. I'm going to share it, too. You can feel free to contribute if you want to. It's interesting to see if you want to get what some people in the forums and the community kind of share and thought and talked about. Um, I think it's quite interesting. But um, some people were more interested in the desert biome reveal. Um, some people thought some of these like didn't like the one that was on the far left because it felt like it was maybe too gorilla or something. Um mm. You know, uh, wait, I thought that was the point. Wait, 
Well, some people don't like that because they're like, maybe that's too, you know, it, it doesn't feel like it's beast enough. That's kind of like the the discussion. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's the discussion. Yeah, it's just they don't feel like it's, you know, I think maybe what they want is maybe more, you know, something else that's like more creature-like, for example, arachnid yes. or something, you know. Um, quite curious, though. Um, there were a lot, of, a lot of different people who provided feedback on that and... Um, it's going to be curious to see what they come up with and what people actually end up enjoying the most. But we, we've always known that like they've, you know, they're in the under realm. Um, that's kind of where they were at. So I also think about, we've talked like so many times about how, um, how their armor could look, what their, you know, what their architecture style could be like if they're influencing something. And that's something that I don't know if we've actually gotten any, we don't really have indicators on that that we're aware of. I mean, cause you know, and that's curious too, because you know what the racial influence will be like from the eight races that aren't the Tolnar because we're seeing that. Yeah. Sure. They've mm-hmm. kind of all gone their own direction as they've kind of split into sub races from their, you know, further back parent races. But I, I do wonder, like, you know, you got, it's amalgamation, isn't it? Of like the different races that were left behind and the minor races and all that. So you got the major minor races, like how's that all going to actually tie into what Tolnar architecture style looks like. So very, very curious to see how that actually pans out and what kind of influences sort of are a part of that. And maybe what aren't. Um, yeah. Imagine how Tolnar city, <laughs> what's that like? What's that going to be like? Well, honestly, it's like if if I had to hazard a guess, I mean, their home is the Underrealm. So I would expect something like very much or influenced by what we've seen in those areas that were more Underrealm. So mm. I could see like it be more like stalactites, stalagmites and some structures in there maybe hewn into the rock versus like maybe, you know, your dwarfs that are, you know, denier that are in the mountains where they actually are building structures that are embedded in the mount. I could see the structures of the Tulnar being kind of like that bioluminescent like style, but it's actually like the the rooms are actually built from the rock as opposed to like something superimposed on the rock. So that would be something that I would, I would venture a guess on is that's kind of what I'm expecting, whether or not that's, you know, reality or not is to, to be seen, but it definitely feels like that's might be the way they're going for again, to make it unique um, versus it necessarily being, I mean, I guess I don't know that how that would really work being kind of blended with the other races, like styles. I, kind of feel like knowing how they've reacted in the past in terms of like really trying to make make each race unique i would see them doing something like that that makes the under realm mm. the architecture for them um the tolnar as opposed to just being something like influenced by you know more you know real world cultures like their architecture but we'll see i mean in terms of hazards, there could be so many options. Like floods can be one, lava pools. Mm. Um, but what I think the most fitting would be um, fungi, toxic, uh, 
spread around the tunnels that they build. Like just a ghost of uh essentially you're guessing them, essentially. <laughs> um mm. that that type of thing. But in terms of the architecture and culture, I think they would just have their own. Even though like this is one of the mysteries that I'm trying to understand is when when creatures like them get corrupted, do they have the influences of the past? So like if a dwarf or an elf who got corrupted over time and could escape that planet uh, or world, uh, do they still retain their memories? Because if they don't, they still ha- they have to redo everything in terms of culture and um, the social standing of everything. Mm, essentially yeah. so I don't know yeah like their organization for their culture like how what kind of you know is there like any kind of government is like some sort of a monarch system where you got royalty or you can have like yeah. tribes and castes I mean we know that we get the caste system right so yeah I was gonna say that at some point they yeah. mentioned the caste system yeah I mean it, it has been several hundred years so I could totally see them evolving if they had to like here I guess my thought is if they live topside thousands bro and, thousands yeah. yeah yeah thousands of years yeah, it's a long time man yeah exactly and yeah. and if they live topside at, at the start and they were driven underground i'm expecting they you know there wasn't a lot they could do to maybe replicate and that's mm. why i'm saying it's more like we're taking our tools and running like you know yeah the house is on fire because it is yeah. And then, you know, go down down south and, you know, get it figured out as in as, you know, quick fashion as they can to maintain shelter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on like, I mean, we got to see the the we got to see the Renkai, man. I mean, I want to definitely hit on these as we're talking about them, because, I mean, there's there's definitely a tech side and there's like a lore perspective talking about that statue. Um, I kind of want to like save that for a little later, especially like the statue. That's like our finalizing topic probably because that's <laughs> going to be fun to really get into. I brought some, uh, I brought some things by the community we had in our ashes. We do the ashes post show. It's called the ashes post show. We've been doing it for like two years or so now after the developer live stream, like I, I basically am live people in the community drop by, they're hanging out, we're chatting, we take some of their thoughts. We talk about them here. Sometimes the developers, some of the developers are in chat. We actually had Gen Z like low key lurking and then got gifted a sub, which was hilarious. Um, and she made it. She made that statue, right? That we're going to be talking about. So we were all sitting here bouncing ideas around. And I was like, you know, the funny thing is there's somebody literally sitting here lurking and watching right now who knows exactly what this is. And we're all struggle busting trying to figure it out. Um, but we got to see the, we got to see the Renkai, man. Some people are like, I don't know about this. It is definitely different. It's green. I'm not a fan of green orcs, but it isn't the only color of the orc variation. You got the redder ones. I'm sure there's going to be like a brown probably and somewhere in there. I mean, you saw different, different colors. I feel like it's earthy tone stuff with mm-hmm. them. Um, but what did y'all think of the, the, the rework on this, on this concept? I love the angular nature of the features. That mm. was actually my favorite thing 
um, about it. So I would, you know, tend to agree. I mean, I think they hit what I would expect to hit. I think they are, they do tend to be a little more humanoid than I was necessarily hoping for. So I hope there's some sort of sliders that give us like maybe a little more of a, mm. not venturing into Tolnar territory, but giving it more like a beast-like right. spin. And maybe there's something you can do to vary that. I think I think they're they are definitely more humanoid than I expected, but I like um the angular nature because it makes me think of that whole like Bushido vibe. Absolutely, that, dude. Cause I cause I mean like that, like one the the male um Renkai, I'm like, I literally look at that, I'm like, look at that orc samurai. Let him, you know, he's gonna like he's gonna bust some heads, dude. I actually kind of dig, I, I actually do dig the approach and this is totally in line with like their architecture and it feels Bushido, man, the way of the samurai, everything about their culture and their influences, it just feels like it. And it's interesting because I've never really played a game where that's kind of been the case for like the work. Um, I, I dig it. I like it. I know some people aren't really digging it, but um, I'm actually like pretty, pretty stoked about where they're going with the orcs, the, uh, and I do feel yeah. like these feel a little more, you know, more associated with Vec, whereas before I felt like maybe they were a little bit, a little bit further disassociated, you know, didn't feel as much like they came from the same parent race, you know, with the, the Quebec, you know, so, yeah, yeah. so this definitely feels like it kind of brings, brings that gap a little bit closer and you can kind of see how they're, they evolve differently and everything. I mean, I would like to see the models here, like the full yeah. character yeah, model, like, kind of see, because it does feel like I think uh, mm. Jamie Chaos might have said, "Hey, yeah, they look a little frail," and that was kind of what I'm thinking. Like, you're, it's like there's too much human, like more so in the female than the male. True. But still, I would like to see like, you know, some ripped orcs. Because I think that was actually what I really liked about the other the Renkai that yeah. they showed in the past. Beefy man was that like yeah, you know they they definitely had you know the Arnold vibe going on. At least <laughs> the, the Arnold did. vibe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to the job. Uh. Oh my god, we need to get to the gym. Uh, get to the gym. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I I agree though. This is one of those that I want to see the body on a lot a lot more. How about the Empyrean Elf? I what what do y'all think? What's going on? Okay, there, I know how I, I know how Sim feels about female characters played by male players. I would play the shit out of baby you, girl dude. over here. I would totally. I was like, I'm like, okay, I might, oh. I might tweak the hair color and the eye color, but other than that, I mean, oh, I bet you would, is, man. <laughs> that's one pretty lady. I'm just not gonna lie. So they did a great job. I mean, honestly, the males too yeah. look very regal, and that's kind of the, the the vibe. I mean, crowns aside, I'm just looking again, looking at the features, very regal. And I can totally get like the influence they had with with this culture. Mm. It just it feels very cohesive where I don't know. I just felt like other games. It was kind of like a hot mess and it didn't. And and obviously, like the very early iterations were literally like humanoids, like super. It was like the, the other human model with pointy ears. 
this definitely like I can see it. I kind of get the whole, um, you know, okay, what's going on with the lighting here? Like every time you're just you're switching up, are you trying to disorient me while oh, I'm speaking? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't pay too much attention to me. I'm just a guy in a frame here. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sun is setting, friends. What? Yeah, just a little that's, mood that's lighting for I the thought, dark Sim. overlord. <laughs> Until you stole everything. I'm just changing the color. I'm just seeing what I like. They're just colors, y'all. I don't know. See what happens. You're stealing you colors, Sim. You, you do that, and then people start dropping this dark overlord narrative, which, like, by the well, way, can we talk Can we talk about this? Margaret and Trumpet yeah. Studios, <laughs> Steven especially, this is your doing. Really, it's your doing. It's all your fault, actually. No, I no, mean, no, no. They no, had no, the Dark Overlord no. Temple in the desert biome. I mean, I thought you'd be all excited about that. No, he, even talk he about came that when he, that, that, that one time that he was on the show, which I don't know, it was like two or three ago or whatever it was when that happened. And then he was like, oh, and then he totally reinforced it. He he saw you all reacting to it. And he was like, well, this will be fun. Wouldn't it be fun if he decided to play one day? And then all of a sudden something happens to his character and he can't loot anything. It's like, Steven, un unbelievable, really. Please continue. I don't know why we're doing this. Like, Empyrean Elves, please. They do look high elf. I saw that in chat. They do look high elf. I know they don't look like super different than what we've seen, but I also go like, well, if they want them to be high elf, like that kind of feel like, well, I don't know how else they would probably be except for, you know, regal and like uh, probably having some angular features. Um, I, I'm, I'm definitely happier with this more than I was with the ones we saw previously, sort of like how I'm much happier with where the doors are going compared to the, the doors. But we knew that those were just like, you know, super basic. Hey, you got an elf. You can play if you want to play an elf versus a dwarf not necessarily hey yeah. this is what you should expect or anything um I'm, i mean for me at least when i look at this it reminds me so much of lord of the rings i'm not going to lie same, it has yeah. that it, it has that influence it just has that angelic feel to them you know, I usually play uh, elves and people accept that I do because they, they feel it aligns with me. And you said angelic. I just want to point that out, right? So maybe there's a little something a little bit more to that. Listen, Life listen, justice listen. reigns, makes good choices by you, people. You can play an elf all you want. You can show people that you played an elf <laughs> all you want. But that doesn't mean behind the scenes you get to play as a rogue and steal shit. <laughs> What? I said well, all I'm character. just gonna point out in pop culture. Oh no, like, dude! Let's just like no. a supernatural, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I quote my my boy Dean from oh, Supernatural. No, Sometimes angels can be dicks. Sorry. So even though you are, that, they're angelic I mean, with use, angelic in the right context could could make a Diablo three reference here too. I'm exactly. Hashtag Dark Overlord. No, 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 no just because I'm saying that doesn't mean it's true, though. I'm just having... Hashtag Sim the Fallen. Hmm? Hmm? I actually really nice. like that. I'm not saying that that's <laughs> accurate. I'm just saying I like it from a roleplay perspective. For an alt character. For an alt character. For an alt character. Alt character? Alt alt character. An alt, an alt character on the DL that you know, yeah. What do you think, Kyle's like, mask in his pocket? It's true. It's kind of <laughs> true though. When you think Kyle's, you think pompous. I think depending on like the the fantasy world, absolutely, they can definitely be that for sure. 
I've always just liked them because they tend to have like this sort of old, you know, like nature about them. But I don't feel like that's accurate within Ash as a creation in that in the fantasy world of Ashes, because they all they all came at the same time. Like it's it's a race along with other races that were all created in the same same place and time. Right. After the ancients didn't work out so good. May they forever rest in. Oh, never mind. They're back. Um they're forever rest in peace. Never mind. They came back. So I think we'll go ahead and flip on over to these concepts. I want to definitely show the concepts here. Not that one. This one. We're going to get some of the high elf stuff. We've got, let me zip from high elf to past the Renkai to the outfit stuff. Basil, yeah. it's your outfit, man. Dude. Yes. Can we talk about the so detail good. on this for a minute? It's so good. <laughs> I would not wear this, but if I saw somebody in, I'd be like, damn, that homie's looking fine. Look at the detail and the embroidery detail and stuff. It's like, dude. It's like <laughs> really you good. In on my reaction when I saw this live. Okay. And I, I would say I was I would have been embarrassed if there was somebody else there, but you know what? I'm gonna be real with all y'all. I'm like my exact words were like, "That's the money shot right there." Oh yeah, totally love those. I mean, I was so happy that I'm like I really like the concept, so I got the um, I did not I yeah. got the costume, and like this in model exceeded my expectations. I agree Look, with you. Like 100%. the level of Look at it's the like detail. man. I am going to like, I don't know how or where I'm going to use this, but there will be a day that I'm like, I'm going to be the negotiator for a day. And I'm just going to run around and just like <laughs> pimp walk down, you know, the Valen <laughs> capital. I'm telling you, man. This is how I walk uh, across the sand dunes, homie in style, baby. And those shoes, man, they pointed out the shoes. I'm like, damn, <laughs> it's got to be the shoes, right? Look at the detail on that, though. Like, dude. That is like such high detail. And I'm just, I mean, I don't want it. I wouldn't wear it. But like, if that detail is like, this is on one outfit. I'm just like, think about all the other possibilities. Like cloth armor, I think is going to look really good. Yeah. Like you get some embroidery like that on cloth armor. Oh man. Never do you see that kind of detail on cloth in a game, man. Like for real. Every yeah. time I look at look at this piece, I'll be like, "Yes, my people, blanket people, yes, come to me." <laughs> Yo, can you show us the embroidery on your blanket right now? Is it pretty epic too? Swagger. Nah, I thought it was I just bought this today. I thought it was. I thought it was. <laughs> but I thought it was swagger. It is. Where's the embroidery? We need to start a GoFundMe to get him like some golden <laughs> embroidery like oh, threads like that. Oh my walk god! In, walk in with his his headwear and his mask on. Yo, <laughs> yeah. if if More. I wear my traditional thing, <laughs> it's gonna be exactly the same thing. G. <laughs> Hold on. Do you know why the toes are like that? That's how you part the sand before you as you walk. Yeah, right, baby. <laughs> Can you imagine if Faisal came on this show one day and we're like literally going, we're hanging out, we're having a day or whatever. And then like he steps away and he comes back and he's busting out his threads, yo. And he's got his like embroidered Valoon 
oriented threads and he's like pops a collar what would happen right the internet would implode <laughs> and all will be right in the world there will definitely be red though because murder bunny things obviously but mm-hmm, red mm-hmm. blood of his enemies on the white garb in which he uh, purifies the sand and the land in which he walks with thin toes though true story probably well to see non-denied <laughs> non-denied it's uh it's it's a hell of a thing they, they i gotta give it to them right we got some other things too mm-hmm. we're gonna zip around to the detail i mean it's just i was so impressed like you, when you see stuff that doesn't even really resonate for you like it's not your style but you see it and you're like oh you can't help but just think dude like that's because it's just another layer of the world in which you know you're going to engage with in, in some way, whether it's like another person, um, whether it's like the pieces that are going to be in other uh, armor sets on NPCs or whatever. And you just know like that detail exists. It's going to be around you. The statue, right? Jensi did this. And we got a whole bit like take a good look at the stance when we get to zooming in, in a little bit. We're going to have some talks about this. How in the heck have we been doing this show this long? And I feel we barely skimmed the surface. This might be a two-week show, man. I don't know. Q&A probably going to happen next week, I think. But because we're nerding out right now. Is everybody okay? Everybody in chat, hammers in chat, if you're cool with uh, us nerding out like a bunch of Ashes of Creation geeks right now. Overall, how beautiful things look. We'll transition into some text, too. There's a delayed response. I'm sure they're not just ignoring me and pretending like I don't exist right now. Anyway. (laughs) Look, oh, there's one. Oh, two. Oh, three, four. Oh, oh, there's more. Oh, there's Let's go. more. There we go. That's what's up. It starts. It begins. That's what's up. If I add to the hammers, is it? Is it? Um, it's fine. Okay. Sim, you just stole other people's hammers. Come on, bro. No, it's my hammer. It's, it's my <laughs> light justice hammer. It's spinning. It's been thrown. It's yeah. been dropped. It has been um, utilized. So. This statue, friends, there's a lot of actual video footage, and they did a great job with it, right? But this statue specifically, um, it just it's it's enigmatic, is what it is to me, because of the things that Stephen chose to share around this. Um, I could probably go and talk about it. We'll I'll get to it here in a little bit, but he he essentially Lady of the Sands. There's an emblem right there on her crown. And she's got her hands out, and we're going to get to the animated version a little bit, and sand's flowing out of the hands. And we've community members dug in on this, and they shared some things with me. We're going to show it off. But, I mean, the scale of that statue compared to the person you saw in the video earlier, it's just huge. And there were other locations we saw it. Now, whether or not that's going to be the world... And we're going to see a lot of that in that biome. Who knows? We also got the rabbit that we saw. I don't know why we just jumped back to all that stuff. Bad edit on my part, I suppose. We got the rabbit, though. Okay. And we get the duckies, which were as cute as it gets. Right. And until Steven decided to make a statement that was a little bit morbid. About how his, yeah yeah he does that though he 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 also did that with the orphan children remember 
and and, and he and he called his husband out. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did call John out, didn't he? Oh, poor, yeah. poor John. I mean, it is the circle of life, though. It was. It's like I even I had I had a little pang. I'm like, no, no, don't tell me that. I don't want to know that oh, that happened. No, the duckies. But that's, I was like sitting there. I was just like so chill, and then he mentioned that, and I was like, unfortunate. No. Yeah, such is life. It is true, but yeah. we got duckies. We got duckies with literally another one by Gen C. Flower petals on the back. I didn't realize it until I saw it running around and moving, which uh, I think you're all going to see shortly as well. Right there, it is. How cute is that? Look, man, this has got the ten of ten cute factor going on for sure. A hundred percent. Like. And I love the use of color here. I mean, mm. they always like just give you just a little bit like the purple here is just fantastic with the yellow. Yes. It's very like, regal because is... I think purple and gold, right? But yes. it's subtle enough where it just it just works. Man. This is such a uh, what's it called a witch's pet. You think this is a just, witch's just, pet? Yeah, like just the, solely because of the flower hat. That's interesting. I always thought this would be like a bunny rabbit's pet. You know, like, or be associated with a bunny rabbit character, which I guess that doesn't exist. So, never mind. I know this is this, this is a this is a a good witch's familiar is what I would call it. Yeah, it's like one yeah. of those like nature nature druidy types. Absolutely, I would, I would go with definitely. But yeah, that, yeah. that that thing is cute. I'm like, okay, I I'll admit I was never like an in game pet person. This game has made me an in-game pet person. And I will say, like, one other thing just related to the cosmetics we were seeing. Sure. I used to have a specific style that I liked, and I kind of stuck with it, and that was my thing. I feel like my favorite style is always fluid whenever something new comes out. Just, again, because it's building the world, but it's, like, everything's so unique. And so, yeah, I would say, yes. like, even the creatures, like the subtle things, and, you know, definitely like the design team did an excellent job here, Gency for sure. And the idea from, you know, Maggie, because we know like Maggie, like, influenced the design here. And it was, it was, it was definitely a home run. The razzle dazzle. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. It was there was some razzle, some dazzle. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, man. I'm like, I'm going to go actually switch over to another um, video, right? Let's do the landform tool. And this is this is a significantly longer video. You're going to see cuts of this cinematic sort of like style, um, uh, sort of like video footage related to the, the biome. You're also going to get to see some of the sculpting tool they talked about. Um, this is one of many times. I mean, this philosophy that Intrepid seems to have relating to modular design it, it is absolutely hallmark from my perspective when it comes to how this game is being planned out organized designed workflow you, you name it man it, it seems modular 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 systems in the game modular outfit styles modular right caravans modular mm -hmm. right animal husbandry modular stat blocks modular Modular, modular across the board, right? Every every time we do this, modular. Yeah, literally, right? Freehold <laughs> plots, like, and not in a cookie cutter way, and that's that's the important point to yeah. that. Um, 
and the tools, for example, uh, for example, the the landmark or the landform tool that they discussed, which you'll see in the video footage here, right? We're going to be coming back to this particular shot you all see with that statue in the game with the sands flowing and the emblem on the forehead there, because it's going to be very important. But the the land form tool last month in the last dev live stream before this one talking about combat they mentioned creating a unique tool that developers could utilize for skills for the development and iteration on combat skills and now they're okay. creating yet another tool so we're hearing tools being created and like part of me is going i mean obviously like trademark the stuff because if you're creating like tools like this they're yours imagine i mean this is like one of those moments where i don't know what's going to happen but i think about the future for the unreal engine and i think about how deeply ingrained ashes of creation has been with epic games and the unreal engine they were in four they went to five world building is going to get out of control i still hypothesize I expected we'd get something about this since he teased it last time, but he didn't. I thought he, I, I still hypothesize the world size is going to be bigger now because they were locked into 480 square kilometers because of Unreal Engine 4 and the world building like possibilities within five now. That limit's just gone. It's not there. I don't know that they're necessarily going to go a lot bigger, but I feel like it's going to give them so much more flexibility in the way the world's going to you know, essentially be able to form and the way Not that the node systems. necessarily. Yeah. Like, I see what you mean by it making the world bigger, and I'm all for mm, that. Sure. But I think that should come at a later stage, like as an expansion. True. Not. Right, because of vision. <laughs> And, yeah. and and this actually goes back to the discussion that we were having, and I don't know when it was, but. Scope. Uh, it was. It was. Creep? Uh, well, yeah, this, if they were to go bigger and that's going to take longer, then you definitely are going to have people that are going to have a problem with that. Right. But in Unreal Engine 4, 480 square kilometers was clearly the cap. And then when you go and you look at that map from their tabletop, anybody remember like those islands that were around the outer part we like looked at here when maybe it wasn't on the podcast, but it was definitely in the post show or something. And there were those islands, man. And you're like, uh, those aren't on the map that we saw that the world's going to be. I think that's like total expansion, potential DLC stuff. And if the mm -hmm. world launched at 480 square kilometers and didn't have that stuff, I don't know how they would have built it otherwise, like put that there. So this is important because if they want to expand Underrealm, they want to expand to other continents or islands or things like that. Yeah, they definitely would have needed it because I don't know that they would have been able to pull it off without it, without it being in five now. I mean, I tend to agree with you, Sim, because of a few things, right? Um, one is they have, and, and as far as like extra time they're going to take, honestly, it's like with all these tools I'm seeing them build and I have kind of a separate comment on that, but all oh, the yeah, tools they're right. building, like the ability for Unreal Engine to have like simultaneous, like, you know, developers in at the same time. I feel like additional like real estate over this 480 square kilometers isn't going to be as big of an issue as right. some might make it out to be because they're a lot more efficient now. 
and they continue to be yeah. efficient, which kind of comes back to my other things. Like way back when like there was like a PAX attendance and I was talking to the team about their process. Cause I'm, that's kind of my thing. At least it was at the time and got a different kind of job now, but I'm very like process oriented. I like understanding steps. They were everybody mm. I talked to kept using this word over and over pipeline. And we keep hearing that over yes. and over and yeah. things too. Like how are they putting processes and not only putting processes in place, yes. but also building tools that can help facilitate their pipeline. Absolutely. So that so in my opinion, right, I don't I think they're they're shooting for a level of quality and they're building tools so they can create that level of quality quickly and then tweak things like the the thing that stood out to me about this landform video mm -hmm. was the fact that hey man if if like you know somebody came in and said hey i want this cliff higher if i had the old methodology oh. i would literally have to start from scratch but now i'm yeah. like i can just tweak it in the engine boom done right so in my opinion i feel like bigger is better because they can do it right i wouldn't i wouldn't be upset if it, you know, adds like a month or two or what have you, like onto their process, if it means we can have a more rich and diverse world. Um, and I know at some point you have to draw the line and say, okay, here, here's the first version that's going to go to launch. But I, I don't feel like to me, this is a bad thing because, you know, yeah. and, and more so because of what we talked about in previous weeks around treasure hunting and exploration, and all that. If it's so compact, it's going to be, you're going to very quickly get to all the secrets. But if it's mm -hmm. more spread out, you have much more opportunity to like build and add. Now, was, in terms of like new lands and the expansions, totally agree. And again, the whole Stargate discussion we've had in the past, that opens up brand new things too. And it gives yeah. them again with the good pipeline, it's going to give them an opportunity to do something even, I wouldn't say over the top, but like even more like detailed or diverse from what they have here. Um, mm -hmm. Cause I, I kind of feel like, you know, Vera is going to be like terra firma. It's going to be, I wouldn't say traditional, but it, it's going to be like more air quotes real um, in some places than others. And then they have the opportunity if they're going into like different planes to really like amp up the, you know, the cool factor or what have you there. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that tool. Just in kind of thinking through like how much that's going to impact their process on top of Unreal Engine, which without Unreal Engine five, this wouldn't have been possible. So it just yeah, I don't know. All the signs are pointing to me thinking as well. This is going to be a bigger world. It's going to be a more mm. diverse world. It's going to be something that looks extremely curated because of that modular design and their ability to crank out assets in a much more efficient manner. Yeah. And it may, not, it, it may be something they can deliver upon in terms of like world scale earlier on, who knows? I mean, you know, cause that's the thing too, is like when they get all their things over into UE five, they were like, initially it's going to be a little bit of a slow process, but when, once we get stuff there, like it's going to make it a lot quicker for us to do the things we want to do. So if they already had like a, a framework of time in which to do, let's say, world building in terms of the in-game world building of the terrain, and et cetera, um, it might be possible. I don't know. 
to do that, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously I'm with Faisal, like it's going to be important to, to meet the, the initial objective, hit the vision objective. Don't stray to where you get, you know, essentially you don't want to be framed for scope creep. Um, and they, you know, sometimes I hear things where I think maybe that's what's happening. And then you clearly know that it's not the case. Um, I want to talk about this tech tool, like, (sighs) So this landform tool, right? This came about as the team was trying to speed up the process of creating art, you know, related to the world. You see that evidenced right here on the live stream, right? As we are streaming right now, you see that they've gone in. Here's that um, that model for the um, for the statue, and they're going in and playing with things like erosion and like softening up features and creating more um, like uh, uh, more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, erosion and erosion features and things like that for it. Um, but they previously, uh, they were talking about this too. We were saying that they decided that they were going to create a tool that could help with any art feature. They said previously and in most other games, when building the world, you start with a third party application, right? Then you texturize that on another different application. You jump from the program to program. It's an interruption in the workflow. There we go back to that efficiency topic, which is a constant hindrance to the rhythm of creation. Oh, what an interesting set of words. It's almost like today's title, isn't it? Um, The new tool allows the user to stay in a single engine while creating art and displacing textures into geometry with the transition to UE5. The single tool is now possible. So they use the word bake in there too. Now baking is a pretty big one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, when they talk about how this was further going to help reduce the kind of baking you'd have to do and Unreal Engine 5 already is like helping with that massively. I just hear more and more efficiency. Um, and and there was another part in that video that we're watching now that they stated, that the developer stated, and this was like, this was such a good thing to hear, right? On the performance side, the tool is going to allow them to grab a higher fidelity for geometry textures. This will allow it to be rendered, here you go, with a lower end PC ensuring that a high population is possible without high pay gate PCs, right? So that means if your friend's got a potato computer, they'll be able to get away with playing the game and they're not going to suffer. And UE5 is already good with this, right? I mean, you look at things with lighting and and that kind of like, you know, you see in Lumen and Nanite, you have that. You got them like working to make sure that uh, textures are going to load efficiently and not be super taxing on computers, this is like really good. We still don't know think, what design specs we're going to be running on here, but this is just good news. I think the right word, Tim, is that they're going to suffer, but they're going to suffer less. <laughs> <laughs> I like well, that phase. Like, I still want you to suffer. Potato. Are we talking about, Wait. you know, Yukon gold or something else here? Oh, I'm not talking <laughs> about suffering, Faisal. That was all you, and I'm not going to take that on me. Right? That's your... That's your dark narrative, not mine, okay? I don't want that. I didn't sure, say that. Whatever you say, the dark red on the floor is <laughs> I mean, the red on the floor has always been consistent, no matter how you change the lighting. So I'm just saying this. That, that's because I don't have a thing. remote for it, homie, okay? I don't have a remote for those. <laughs> I don't have a remote. Got it. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had to get up and walk over there, kneel down, turn them off. Nobody trying to see all that. 
But the tool also helps with something else. An artist allowed to sculpt out a single feature and create a variance without it needing to be manually created multiple individual textures and color sets while still maintaining the handmade look of individual features. What does that mean? That means taking the, the same asset that you want to have in multiple places and, and being able to give it more wear in the world based on things. And you know what? This particular part right here, when I saw them rotating through this, this, I was like, are we seeing something that I think we could be seeing right here when they were like showing this? Because they were showing it and I was like, uh, let me get to it. Where is it at? Not that one. They were literally showing this like rock and it's not like any big deal, but they did a bunch of like panning visualizations on the rock and there was like a very noticeable difference. Like here's the normal rock and it almost looked like sand was like deposited on like the top and on the sides. And I'm like, yo, if we get like a sandstorm in the desert and then it changes the way the terrain or the rocks look as a result of that, just the way that the seasonal tech demo they showcased changed things like the flowers or the little like the little uh, dust, the whirlwinds, the dust devils, right? Oh my yeah. God, dude. If that happens in this game for the desert, that is going to be some seriously next level shit, yo. Yeah. And oh I think goodness. what, yeah, I mean, well, I think we might've been talking about it in the pre-show, but just like the weather effects and, and in addition to like the events, like a sandstorm, like mm -hmm. just how the weather effects will play with this too. I mean, we already saw it like in the Riverlands, True. how different yeah. things were, right? With the different, you know, major things like snow, not snow, notwithstanding, but just even like the subtleties in the plant life and all that. I mean, it's it's exponentially like better than we've seen. And I just like, I keep thinking of, you know, uh, what we talked about around how deserts never really hit the mark in other games. And yeah. some of that, in my opinion, had to do with the sameness of everything. Yeah. There wasn't yeah. a feel for like, um, like this level of curation that we're talking about. That's now possible. Doesn't feel with, unique either. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It just felt like, okay, here we go. Um, you know, comb in the desert. That's, that's all we're doing here. <laughs> you and your, I remember seeing your, uh, response about that in the uh, uh posted on their like twitter post or whatever and you were up you, you posted it was like some it was it like two dudes or whatever with, like actual comb plucked yeah like, that's from space platter. balls come on you gotta uh, remember that it's been a long comb time dude I, oh no, yeah you gotta watch that it, it's oh. been like how long has that been since that movie was out though like oh dear lord i think that was in the 80s sometime i'm pretty sure there you go man. i know the reference how can you not know it? Faisal, that's enough out of you, Bunny. All right, man. We don't we don't need to hear all that from you. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, I knew. What kind of scrub are you anyway, Dark Overlord? <laughs> he's all like, Ugh. I mean, we we got a resident desert expert. He should know all the desert references that's and all true. the <laughs> That's true though. That's true too though. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I just like and even the, the statue stuff that we're we're seeing here as well. It's like again there's just so much sameness. I mean, there's, and there's the scale as well. You just have all these different levers that they're playing with yeah. that it just, it, again, it just makes a world feel lived in. It makes you excited. It looks yeah. me as a player excited to explore. I mean, I love exploring in games. I love seeing new areas. Um, 
And I remember like, you know, vividly the first time I ever walked into Stormwind and the scale of that like felt so huge. Now in like in comparison, just again, not talking about detail, but in terms of scale, I'm like, wow, that's tiny mm-hmm. compared to like some of the structures we saw in the desert. I was so fascinated with. I've always loved like the Egyptian kind of like culture, those types of movies, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, that kind of thing. And this totally felt like, oh, here we go. We're going into like a ancient crypt. And there's just I already feel like there's a level of history with all these structures. And we haven't even got to the desert mama yet, like in detail. Yeah, can because we? that there's we could. Yeah, and, we're, and we're I, going I, there next. But I want to point something out, uh, too. But please continue. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was getting to is like, I can't wait to kind of talk about that. Because like, again, mm-hmm. scale, weight. These are kind of things that just feel like common themes as we continue to see this world yep. get built out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you were there when in the Ashes Po. I know you dropped by during the Ashes Po show, but I don't know if you dropped by when I was talking about this specifically. You all, we we caught a glimpse of something as we were watching this on Friday after their developer live stream. There's heat by the rocks, both in the distance and by that statue. And it's actually altering the way you see then there's like obviously there's like the wind blowing against the sand too and i saw those and i was like oh yo homie you see it in specific spots there's like right behind the statue you see there's like that sense of like warmth and heat it's in the distance by the other rocks too coming off the rocks or off the side of the rocks i was like oh what if that's what i think it is everybody else agreed i was like that that looks like heat heat waves coming off of the actual rocks and stuff right there yeah homie you imagine looking into the distance and seeing like heat coming up off of things how crazy that would be yeah i mean i was like i just they just got their shimmer on man i mean it's like you we think of like those movies where they show like mirages and that like those heat i mean it just again they're just getting to a level i mean in a high fantasy game getting to a level of realism just that that makes you just feel like this is a world this is you know they're just they're so focused on detail it's like it's refreshing it is refreshing. kind of see that chat it man and it's also like high potential it just increased like tenfolds <laughs> Am I the only one also when saw the statue gushing out sand just imagine that there's a relic somewhere in the world that they stole absolutely. from the statue? Yeah, absolutely. And it's supposed to gush out water. There's a statue. That's our next point of conversation because we've actually kind of touched on um they they were showing this too actually when I talk about this like they were showcasing this this uh ruin here and adjusting it i saw that and i was like oh it's so cool because with that tool they went in and it was like you saw layers erosion layers like right here you could see mm-hmm. they adjusted and gave it erosion layers i was like that is sick it's sick man because they made erosion layers like transition to the edge of broken areas and things and i was like that is so cool because and and the best part is it's realistic but it's also like sculpted by hand using that tool it's so badass Without it being like a super, you know, got to do every single one exactly the same way. We can yeah, actually yeah. adjust a lot of it with the tool. And there it is. We are going to 
have a cat over here that's trying to be annoying right now, but he's fine. Um, we're going to kill this, and let's look at the desert biome. And we're going to go to this point right around. Okay, first of all, can we talk about this before we talk about the lady? What the hell do we think that is? Shooting light into the sky. The working theory by the majority thus far is it seems like it could be some sort of a corrupt thing. Because the colors like corruption. I mean, I mean, what if it's like some part of like the Harbinger's Atlanta or something? I don't know. But yeah, any this, thoughts? This is. Harbinger, I, I think my first thought when I when I saw that was like, what the flippity flap is that? And I'm censoring myself here. Right. But I was like, that <laughs> is like I could not. I was like, OK, I, I need to know what's going on there. And yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's. It feels like a corruption thing. I just got some Harbinger vibes. Right. Yeah. Someone was like, ARC? And I'm like, no, that's later today, friends. That's our community server thing. <laughs> totally gives Davis, me ARC I vibes. Th I, thought, I thought we were in agreement. That's Dark's Overlord Sims castle over there. It's sucking all the water up. He's oh, stealing right. the water. <laughs> Hashtag Dark Beacon. Got it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The fact that you all are saying this and simultaneously you got someone like Neror in chat saying this is some orcs den of sin and loot storage. You forgot the TM mm. at the end, bro. He did uh, trademark that shit. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Credit, baby. Better. You imagine if I actually went and put in a trademark for that? <laughs> like for no that reason. That would be hilarious. Trademarked it. Where is it used? Everywhere. Ask anyone in my community chat only. But yeah, this is sick, dude. I'm like, what is going on here? I mean, look at the vastness of the desert still, right? Also, hello, Snorse. Hello, Snorse. It's the Snell Horse, everybody. Mm-hmm. Creepy as always. Yeah. Creepy as always. <laughs> I mean, and it's in the desert, which is kind of funny. And behind it, like its tail is literally leaving like a line of slime, too. I'm like, mm, yeah. And the sound design in this video is like, yeah. oh, I, I can I can I can feel that mount doing its thing. I mean, it's just, it was, yeah. Very um very uh very good sound design here. And even we'll get to it later, but that world boss that looked oh, right creepy here. as yeah. This one coming up right here. It's I mean, it looks... tail. I was like, <laughs> yeah, we can just back that up right there. Splitting tails. Look at that snapping open, ready to get you. For perspective, you look at the tiny little, tiny little. Because people are like, it seems small, but look at the small scorpions in comparison. And then let's take a look at this. I guess it does kind of look small in comparison. Um, in I think it's the angle. You think I so? think that's a big boy. I mean, if you look at the like yeah. comparison, maybe a few frames back with the snores. I mean, that doesn't look like a small. I mean, it's not like, you know, that sea creature gigantor size, but that that's. That, that's a definitely a beefy boy. Mm -hmm. I I agree. Like I think this is like a medium sized creature. Like it's no mm -hmm. legendary boss. This isn't the behemoth version that we saw. The one yeah. with the like weird like Doc Ock sort of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. That one's like gargantuan. That's behemoth. This this is just a a world boss, right? That you know size isn't everything. Because I don't know what this 
this freaking boss is capable of. Who knows? Mm. But I'm ready to talk about the more important pressing question of the day, friends, right there. That's what. Her. This is the important pressing question of the day for me. And you're going, Sam, but what about the other things that they talked about in the Q&A? We'll talk about it next week. We're going to save it for next week because there's some tie-ins I'd like to make with that as well. But I do want to note one specific thing, and you can get this link over on Ashes HQ, and you can get it right here. We're going to hit the business part. There wasn't a lot of it. August 10th, they're rolling over the new cosmetics, okay? Mm -hmm. They did their typical thing. They outlined caravan stuff. It was a YouTube channel. topic outline we're going to save that during the q a stuff because i feel like there's a lot we could talk about there as well but they did their typical thing they showcased the comment from youtube you can go comment on their videos on youtube and they might potentially pull yours as well i was a little bummed to not see glundberg's question about um what was it we talked about last week i'm sorry help me out oh here. the accessibility option accessibility. for uh for texas yeah. beach yes in july they hired eight people Eight people. There's also a job recruitment scam. People are literally, and I linked it in chat right there. It's on support. Ash is a creation. Recruitment job scam advisory. They put out a statement, right? Be a warning. There are literally people pretending to be Intrepid Studios doing actual interviews to scam people right now. So if you're interested and you're potentially going to, you know, Try to apply. Keep in mind, like, Stephen meets with everybody at a certain point if they're they're getting considered, right? And it's going to come from official sources. So due diligence, man. People are out there trying to pretend to be intrepid, right? Make sure it is. Yeah. Right? All right, cool. We hit the scam advisory thing. We talked about what's coming up next week. We're going to end today's show talking about this right here we got some theories from some people now steven noted that the sigil on the headdress or the crown whatever that is right there is a clue as to who this is i i was like i had a couple ideas i'm like sands flowing out of the hands is it like supposed to be the goddess of fate And the sands are flowing like time is flowing and you can kind of predict the future because fate, time, maybe the headdress that 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 emblem, though, is important. Apparently, I don't I'm going to say I don't think we got enough information to know for sure. It, It definitely is intriguing and leaves you wondering more than anything. I can tell you we found out exactly what that emblem is. Thanks to you in the community here. Hammer up to all the pathfinders. Who hung out? Who brought this to my attention? We know what the emblem is. It was teased in their teaser video that was posted on their Twitter that showed the helmet. There was parchment on the right. On the parchment was the emblem. Just so turns out, it's this emblem. It's a Valoon emblem from the sigils that they shared a while back for each of the different um, the races. There it is. It seems pretty clear to me that's what that is. Like, it's it's definitely a narrower. What up, homie? Much love, homie. But there you go. 
It's a little bit different. There's no wings on it. Though. There's not. There's not. But it's that is absolutely the closest, most accurate yeah. thing that's been able to get paired, right? So hammers up, homie. Well done. It definitely, but but it leaves me with more questions than answers now as a result. Because my thoughts were, could, could be, it's not a direct match, but you got to understand sigils have variations. Very oftentimes there's variations. You remove the wings part and some of the bottom part, you know, that goes down. That's the same thing. It's clearly the same thing. You got to make sure you're looking at it carefully to see. Right, the dark outline in the uh, in the gold. But anyway, so here's the question, though. I thought there's a few reasons you'd have multiple, yeah, similar iconography, exactly. But there's different reasons that you could have that. This is a massive statue. Don't know if we're gonna see sand actually flowing out the hands if it's there for effect for now. We saw it in some of the other videos we just looked at, the landform tool. You saw them panning through, right, in between some rocks in the desert, and there was a smaller-looking version of this same statue there. There's a few reasons. You get a narcissistic queen who thinks they're really special and they have tons of statues out in the world, maybe. You have a deity. You make it real big. You praise it. You got an important figure who did something important. We know there was a queen back in the day who was very very influential in making sure people got to escape during the exodus who knows but the sigil most likely looks to be a valoon signal but it's not a, it's not exactly the same it's just the most it's the best closest one we've got and it looks i mean it looks i mean it's hard to deny that's that's clearly a variation of that but still the question is what does that even mean and just because the valoon Sigil could be stamped on there. Well, where did that come from to begin with? Could be re religious in nature. You don't know. We have no idea. More questions and answers. But here's my question for you, gentlemen. Thoughts? Mm. Ponderings? I mean, I feel like the pose of the statue, there's some sort of ritual happening. And I, I know this is probably out there and I'm going to have a lot of people disagree with me, but I... While there is some similarity to the Valoon symbol, I still feel like this may be, and I don't remember if they actually said this or not. So if, if I'm wrong, then, you know, so be it. But I thought at some point that the gods could take some sort of humanoid form and come into the world. So honestly, I feel Avatars. like this. Yeah. Avatar this of the Phoenix is a, one, right? So, or yeah. we believe. But. Yeah, so I feel like this is the Phoenix God doing the ritual to open the gates. Or, yeah, open the gates for the Exodus. That's kind of what I get, because I feel like you've got just the way the ang angles are. You, it's kind of wings coming down, something rising from the ashes. There's kind of like a heart in the center that may be the source of her power, etc. Again, this is like total like out on a limb, but I do feel like this might be something related to the Phoenix God. Don't know for sure, right. but but it does feel like a ritual to me. At least the pose feels like a ritual to me. 
Mm, I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, if if it was a ritual to open the gate, the gate the gate itself would be close to it. Like Potentially, go to but it might be site. buried in sand. It might be buried in sand, or it might be just a yeah. way to honor the event as well. Too maybe again, it, it's a very out there theory. If I'm right, it'll probably be like the same odds of me winning the lottery tomorrow or whenever the lottery gets pulled. But yeah. I said, no, I, I get this. I have this intuition that it's something to do with a ritual, whether it's a ritual opening the gate. But I do feel mm. um, I do feel like that symbol makes me think of a phoenix rising. It's not like the symbol mm. that we normally are familiar with, with, uh, you know, this the standard ashes symbol. But it does feel like more an iconographic version of that. Yeah, I saw the idea of hope. I just don't see hope. I don't really see I, the I Phoenix actually either. See hope. I don't know, man. It's tough too. Because, because see, like the symbol of hope is actually putting two hands to one another. It depends. You're basically hoping that things get better. So you basically try. Right. To, to do a ritual for the gods and ask them for hope. Mm, you could, but is it, but I think prayer hands when I see that too. You kind of like prayer hands. I mean, sure, it could be this, you know, yeah. as an offering, perhaps. And if it's an uh, offering, then that makes it, you know, because I mean, this is literally like an offering. It can be an offering. It depends on the culture. Yeah. If you base it on like our world culture, right? But, but that's the thing too, though, right? Because of different cultures, the same gesture can have completely different meanings. A hundred percent. Perfect example, swastika. You know what I mean? Like depending on how that's being referenced, like it could be a very positive, hopeful sort of thing, or it can mean something really horrible. And so when you think yeah. about this, it's like, who knows, right? It's so hard to know for sure because you really got to like know that background information about you about the cultures of the races back in the day. So you're, you're saying which goddess is this? Sim? Oh, I have no idea. I, I have <laughs> no clue, right? I'm just like I'm playing the advocate in between all your all the different things being tossed around right now. I have zero mm -hmm. idea. It it seems like it could be fate if we go off of sands, but that's the only thing I would be able to go off of. If the sands flowing are actually a thing and that's relevant to the statue, then I would feel like it could be sands and the flowing of time, like sands mm -hmm. or river, whatever. But it could also be offering. It could also be prayer. It could be a lot of things. Who knows? It's so tough to tell because there's just not a lot to go off of. But how interesting we've got like three pretty, you know, pretty solid theories of like what it could be with like the, the rationale for it, you know, what the different rationales are. I mean, I don't know. It's for me, it's either the goddess of hope or the goddess of creation and the farthest stretch I've ever like stretch <laughs> would be the goddess of love that's just like what about the ones we don't know in, in, in 10 million chance that would be it <laughs> and what about the ones we still don't know about too 
Yeah, there's a three we don't know about. Too, exactly, so right? Like, how yeah. how curious. But, you know, Daedalus is right. Like, their avatars, like, I mean, the avatar of the phoenix existed during the time. Maybe. We know that, but it's the phoenix. Right? Maybe goddess of harvest. Or or is it an actual phoenix? Is it avatar of the phoenix could be a lot of things. It could be phoenix-like. Curious. Yeah, Maybe. and one thing that you guys touched on, I tend to agree with, that we haven't seen all the deities yet. And just like looking at, you know, what's like available online in terms of info and what we've seen in the past on like the different humanoids, this this statue has very Veiloon features. So the Oh true. Yeah. I so feel the, like I agree with that. Hope is like, you know, an alien. So that's possible, right? Because you were talking about alien humans, mm-hmm. right? Which could go either way. Parent race um, back in the day, potentially. Yeah. We did yeah, and then, we did get a reference to the old city uh concept that they did, and they do have a tendency of sharing things that tend to be aligned or kind of tethered to each other over a little period of time. So Yeah, yeah. And then you've got like fate is more on the Kyvex side and um Pyrian is the order of truth, right? So you have Norlin and Shoal respectively. So I, I tend to think, okay, this has gotta have something to do with the uh, aliens like i would say more so Valoon. and keep in mind there were gateways for each of the races because when we return the master races right so yes. when we return we're going to say hey i want to pick like you know imperian so i'm going to be going through a gate in that kind of starting area for elves right um so mm. So that's why I'm thinking again, it could be like something buried in sand, which I think that would be so cool. I do too. We we had like in one of those like ancient caverns they have, that's where the actual gate is at. And then we might have a quest to like build a new gate or something. I don't know. I just I'm still getting I'm still going back to my like nerding out about the Stargate vibes here. Cause I think sand, I think of, you know. Start the right. original Stargate. Absolutely. Yes, I get the comb. <laughs> I get the comb. <laughs> I get the comb now. <laughs> That's what we're going to do when we look for the gate, man. We're going to comb the desert. Comb the desert. Yeah. Jeez, man. It's it's very interesting. I, I like that. I actually, when you were talking about Ayla human, I mean, parent race to the two human races, the sub races that we come back as playing as one of the two of. Could be in the desert area. I mean, obviously, right? Could be there. And then, you know, that could be like where like the Vailoon come out. The symbol on the headdress could still tie back to Ayla Human. It could be some sort of a altar. I mean, that could actually also explain a potential variation that is now Vailoon. Because over time, like they branched away from that and maybe had another meaning. But this is still sort of like a shout out to that original. And it changed over time. So that actually that actually would make sense because if that's like an Ayla thing, then it's still like Valoon ancestry we're talking about, as well as Kalar. Yes. So that works. And situating it in the desert could be just a really nice way to sort of tie them into their roots. Right? So that's interesting. The Valoon specifically. Also, how cool for it to be to have like old Ayla 
ruins in the desert. And that's now a desert after it's potentially changed now. And then, you know, you're maybe like excavating away some of the, that would be pretty cool to like excavate away some of the old alien empire that's now buried under the sands. And yeah, that'd be pretty, you come through a gate and it's like in a cavern, you get out and it's this whole desert and you're like, what? Right. I mean, yeah. Not, not to trigger you anything, but I feel like, you know, we've <laughs> talked about weather changing the environment. Yeah. I feel like there might've been a cataclysm of some sort, right? Agreed, we talked totally. about the, the hard bringers, right? So yeah. in that case, you know, you could have had a very, you know, lush foresty area that could have, you know, got raffle stomped by the cataclysm. And now it's, you know, it's a desert, right? With ancient structures that celebrate, you know, whatever culture was there. In this case, I mean, I'm, my theory is Aelin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the uh, city capital of Aelin is in the Riverlands. I think it is. I don't know that they specifically said it was. They said this was concept of an Aelin city from back in the day, but we don't know exactly where it's at. However, if I was to go off of it, I would agree Riverland seems likely. And also, again, it does align with a lot of what's been showcased lately. So I always go with that. So I would probably agree, and I doubt that we would see that empire like here. Um, however, a similar empire city of Aelin origin buried in the desert and having this here, that would that actually would vibe. And I feel like that actually, you know, but again, who's the who's who is it? That's a good question. Um, but I would agree. Aelin ancestry, Valun tie-in. Yeah, that could be that could make sense. Was it me? Is it me or were the aliens like the the I want to say the primary race, but the mm-hmm. race that had the like widest breadth of like. Um, they were dominant, population. man. They. Yeah, the dominant. That's they the word were, I was looking they, for. Yeah, they were. The, the Ala humans were dominant in the world. They were a force, man. You. Yeah, they were very, very powerful and, and they were very strong and large. Yeah, and, and that would then it would make sense. They might have not necessarily yeah. like maybe there's one capital that's in the river, right. uh, the ruins of one capital in the yes. Riverlands. They might have had other, you know, more minor um, yeah. cities, like air quotes minor. Right, it might still be huge. Other AF, cities, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, stretching across their vast empire, and then yeah. that also makes sense too, because then you like come back, you're Valoon, but you're still kind of coming back through an Aelin Gate, right? Just in a different area that maybe orients more to your culture now mm-hmm. as a Valoon, which totally makes sense. You kind of put them in an area that, you know, they're sort of like used to. And then you could have a whole bunch of fun, uh, like theory craft around that too. Like, was there some divine, uh, uh, purpose with the gates that chose to send you to a place that is also similar to your own habitat, potentially on Sanctus that you've sort of evolved to fit now over time, even though it is Aelin in origin, which is your parent race, whereas the Kalar get sent over to like the Riverlands or something. Still Aelin, it's just fun. You know, it's fun to think about that, um, that potential tie-in from a narrative standpoint. Um, I really like it. Um, yeah, and not yeah. to step on any murder bunny toes, but I felt like I just <laughs> dove us through a rabbit hole right now. I'm just saying. You kind of you kind of <laughs> did, and I feel like this is... Uh, Ooh, that's a topic, isn't it? That's a that's a hell of a topic we could literally dig into, um, but we aren't going to today. We're we're gonna we're gonna savor that moment. We're gonna definitely pick up in in discussing that for sure in the next 
podcast day because there's still a lot of things in the Q&A that tie in. That YouTube comment that they made actually ties in to some of the things we're talking about here. I think we could easily piggyback off of talking about that again. It'll give an opportunity to people that watch this on YouTube to comment and everything else and potentially pull their comments. So if you're watching this later, that's for you. Glumberg, other homies that check it out there, don't make it here. That's for you all. Drop your comments, your thoughts. I, I challenge you to spin up an article over on Ashes HQ related to this if you got theories around anything we talked today, because you know, we like to go take those particular discussion points and curate a conversation around what you as a community share on the HQ, coming straight from the HQ. So, Gentlemen, we could literally dig in on this for so much more time, but we're gonna we're gonna savor it, use it next week. We got plenty of stuff coming up in the month of August. So, and dear lord, if I don't want to just look at that one more time, that is gorgeous, dude, unbelievable. Stick around, yeah. If you're here live, stick around for the Ashes post show slash gaming stuff that I'll be doing. But gentlemen. As usual, I want you to shout out your domains, let people know where they can find you. We'll go day to listen, then phase I'll shout out. Let people know where they can find you when you're not on this show. You can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald. And Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and Twitter as Bagel108. Outstanding and friends, you know, we might be getting to the end of today's show as always. You know, I forgot in the beginning to remind people if you want to show this show some love, go over to our Twitter, go over to at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Follow us there, show us some love. Check out the links to the podcast places where you can go to iTunes, for example, give us a five star review, leave us a comment. We'll read it here live. You can also call in, as we always say, to our number at one. 539-6646-801. If it's appropriate, we'll play it. Join us on the HQ. We'll be catching up with you next time. And until next week, live your lives. Walk in the light. Have a good one. And we'll see you next week, friends. Bye for now. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.